Hey everyone, it's Lauren. This is the Goop episode, but before we get into it, I just have to clear something up. While I was editing this episode, I noticed I kept calling Dr. Sanderson, Sanderson Poe, and I laid absolutely no foundation for that. And I just have to let you know, one season on The Bachelor, it was Ben Higgins' season with Ashley Iconetti. There was a woman named Kelsey Poe who was like a little <laughs> a little gnat to Ashley Iconetti and was telling her, oh, you have no emotional intelligence, yada, yada, yada. She was a therapist. Well, Kelsey Poe was on The Bachelor because she was single because her husband, Sanderson Poe, went out for a walk and never came home. He died on his walk. And Sanderson Poe has just stuck with me for my whole entire life. And and now that's what this doctor's name is. So that's why I keep calling him Sanderson Poe. That's not his name. His name is Dr. Terry Sanderson. Okay? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. Today's topic was highly requested. One of the more highly requested topics I've ever done. I would say more than a third of you were asking me when the hell I'm going to cover Gwyneth Paltrow. And I just have to say thank you so much for letting me know that you are interested in this because as someone who runs like a Bravo legal podcast show, I'm interested in legal aspects of like all pop culture. And sometimes when I try to explore those other pop culture areas, I'm not sure what you guys will think. And some of you don't think very highly. (laughs) of some of the other topics that I cover. So I, you know, am a little wary to step outside of the Bravo sphere. But a lot of you wanted Gwyneth Paltrow, and I'm going to give it to you. So 
when you're watching this or listening to this, if you're listening to this, hello, welcome. It is Saturday morning. No, it's Sunday morning. I don't even know what day it is. It's not even 10 a.m. Um, we are video recording this, so if you want to watch the video, head on over to Patreon. You can give any amount. I don't care. And um, it helps support the show, and you can look at my gorgeous face. Oh, my God, you're so lucky. Just kidding. I'm not wearing any makeup. Lucky you, Patreon. You get what you pay for. <laughs> so what happened with Gwyneth Paltrow is she was allegedly on a very fancy ski vacation, and a, a ski crash of sorts happened, and after the people crashed, a lawsuit began wherein Mr. Sanderson, who was depending on who you ask, the crasher or the crashy, I'll just say the other party in this lawsuit, Mr. Sanderson says, or Dr. Sanderson says, that while he was skiing one day, um, Gwyneth Paltrow just skied right into him, cussed at him, and left. Wow. She sounds like a real bitch if this side of the story's true, but... Since this trial's over, we know what the verdict is and we know what the jury thinks and they found facts. And at the end of this, you will learn that Gwyneth Paltrow was not guilty of pushing Sanderson, according to a jury of their peers. So if you're watching on Patreon, just know that the picture in the background right now, this outfit that you're skiing, this is Gwyneth Paltrow in her ski outfit. She has a black ski outfit on. It looks totally normal. She has some skis that look totally normal, black and red ski poles, a helmet, and a shiny mask. To me, I would never... Oh, sorry, all that racket you hear is the dog because she thinks she wants to move around right now. Right now, while we're recording. So... She just looks like a normal everyday lady. I would never know this is Gwyneth Paltrow. In fact, they could be fooling me right now. But it's important to know that you can't tell who this woman is while she's in her little outfit. So just remember that. So we go through this whole trial and each side calls its witnesses and Sanderson suing Gwen and saying, okay, I'm going to need $3 million because you hurt me in our ski, tr in our ski, uh, trussle. And Gwen's like, well, actually I'm suing you because this is so ridiculous. You hit me, you hit me, you ruined my day and you're going to have to pay me a dollar. You're going to have to pay me a dollar. And that's called nominal damages. That just means like, look, you did a bad thing and you owe me for it. So it's a dollar. And I'll just say here, with inflation, I feel like that should be at least $10 by now, but I get it symbolic, whatever. He can pay her by $1 cash. I personally would write a check for a dollar just so that everyone knew that the dollar cashed. There was a paper trail of my dollar because the last thing I would ever want is someone to say, oh, you actually didn't pay me on that judgment, so now I'm going to docket it and then put a lien on your house for a dollar or just something embarrassing, you know? So just, I'd write you a check for a dollar right then and there. We're done. Just, we're done. Thank you. What a waste of time. This is the epitome of rich people suing each other, by the way. 
It's like, Kim, there's people that are dying. Okay? So they get Gwen up on the stand, and she does her little testimony. And I think it would be fun to just listen to what she has to say and interject. You may call your next witness. Thank you, Your Honor. We'd like to call Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you. So Gwen comes up to the stand. By the way, she's dressed like a witch, but not like a bad witch. She's dressed like an American Horror Story witch, like a chic witch in Louboutins. I don't think she's wearing Louboutins, but she's like, can I bring my fancy water bottle, my gorgeous mountain mineral water, please? And everyone's like, yes, Gwen, Gwen, here, please take your water bottle to the stand. God forbid the goop gets potched. And honestly, you should you be able to the take your water you were- to the stand. But I will say, this I'm going to make a point to just to just say. If you're watching this on Patreon, right now you can see that Gwyneth Paltrow has her hand raised. She's about ready to get sworn in. And behind her, you can see all the boxes um, from her attorneys that have all the evidence and the pleadings and everything that they've worked on for this case. That is a showboat move, in my opinion. Um, if you need all of those boxes, you're not organized. You should have everything you need in a couple binders by the time you get to trial. Because um, I know these boxes don't have, like, skis in them. You know, like the Murdoch trial, how they had, like, guns in boxes and stuff? These just have papers in them. And everything's digital. And I just, I find that to be showboaty, Okay. My opinion. That's my opinion. In front of those boxes or next to them, however you want to call it, there's one of those water coolers that you have at work where you just like fill up your water bottle and then go back to your desk. And it's like, there's one of those right next to Gwen. But Gwen walks to the stand in what appears to be a very expensive outfit because it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Why would it not be? And her fancy ass mineral water that's like sparkling water for this out of touch trial. So of course I'm not Gwen's attorney. I'm not licensed to practice law. I just have a law degree and I watch this a lot and I work for an attorney who does go practice law. They get to go put their life on the line. Not me. I have the easy job. If I were the lawyer, though, I think I would just be like, look, and you guys know this is my pet peeve, but I would just be like, Gwen, the optics with that water bottle, that ain't it. And I would say, look, sis, you're going to take one of those plastic cups that's sitting right on top of that water cooler, and before you walk up to the stand, you're going to fill up your little cup with your water, and you're going to take it to the stand with you. There's no room or need for a big-ass, fancy-ass sparkling water on the stand. Like, even even the Johnny Depp trial didn't have an out-of-touch water bottle. And maybe I'm spending too much time on the water bottle. But I just think from an from the optics, don't look right, Gwen. And I think from an optics standpoint, she should have taken a plastic cup. But she won anyway, so... We're about to give in the case now for the court will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Oh my God, the bailiff's like, oh my God, it's Gwen. Oh my God, it's Gwen. Shallow Hal needs a gal. 
I've been inside all day. I have no idea. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Could you state your name and spell it for the record, please? Yes, my legal name is Gwyneth Kate Paltrow Falchuk. That's G-W-Y-N-E-T-H-K-A-T-E-P-A-L-T-R-O-W. Does she go by one for short? Thank you. May I call you Miss Paltrow? Sure. Okay, fantastic. As you've seen the last few days, we always have the witnesses give background information, tell about yourself, etc. I have a feeling that everybody in the courtroom knows who you are, so we're not going to go through all the background. I wish they would have done that in the in the Johnny Depp trial. Like, all right, wonderful. Let's just talk about skiing. My understanding is that you are pretty much an intermediate type skier. I would characterize myself as intermediate. Okay, you've been skiing since you were a child. I have. Okay. Um, do you do black diamonds, blues, greens? I'm not really a skier, so you've got to kind of help me out with this. I've been one time. I prefer to And do I was on a blue, and it was so fun. Than blacks. I ate shit okay. so and hard, blue but is I didn't do anyone. intermediate, right? Under black? Yes. Okay. And the bandana run where this accident occurred, it was a green run? Yes, to All my right. recollection. Fantastic. So as an intermediate skier, would you say that you've skied enough to at least be familiar with the rules of skiing? I think so, yes. All right, and what are those rules? I think, you know, use common sense, ski safely, be aware of other skiers around you. Okay. Those are very What about skiing rules. in control? Is that something that you need to do? Yes, absolutely. And like, I know um, this is an unpopular You have opinion, to give the right of way attorney. to those who are downhill. Yes. Okay. Um, you also have certain responsibilities if you're in a collision, is that fair? Yes, which I learned more about post the collision. I She's bet. Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> You've probably been hit over the head with all of that information <laughs> since the time, right? Indeed. Okay. Um, See, I so like let's talk about those things. I think she's friendly. Did you know the rules at the time of the collision? Like she's not giving one like you're in a collision with someone. You need to. Do you know to what I'm saying? By that, like, oh, you're a celebrity, so I'm gonna treat you like. So famous. because I was hit by Mr. Sanderson and he was at fault, I assumed that Eric, who was our ski instructor, who was there at the time who was overseeing the event, he said, I'm going to leave all of your information. And he said, you should go ski down because my kids were waiting for me. And, and I appreciate that. But my question was, did you know of the rule of skiing if you are in a collision that you need to share that information? Your Honor, this is irrelevant. This is not part of their negligence. So I'm pausing this right now because her attorney, Gwyneth Paltrow's attorney, just objected that this was irrelevant. And I find that hilarious because her attorney's objecting that it's irrelevant whether or not she knew she needed to exchange numbers with this guy. And that's like literally the point. <laughs> that's the point, Yolanda. So like, this is, is going to be overruled, I'm sure. It's claim. Overruled, I've overruled. Yeah, it's very obvious here. The question? Absolutely. At the time of the collision, were you aware of the rule that if you're in a collision, you need to share your name, your contact information with the person that you're involved in a collision with? I don't think I was aware of the rule. Okay. Okay. Were you aware? If you guys aren't aware, if you hit anybody, be it walking, driving, 
in your car, like with the car door and you make a dent, like you're supposed to leave your name and number, Gwen. Come on. She, I don't believe I was aware that common courtesy exists in the world. I thought someone would do it for me. Aware that there is kind of a rule of common decency to do that? I would not have left the scene without I, leaving my information. And, not and a my information folk? was left. And thus, did you I don't provide that information? Decency. No, Eric Christensen, who was the ski instructor with us, said he would leave all the information. You don't know if he did or did not, though, do, do you? You weren't there when he did. Well, subsequently, I know that he did. I'm not asking that. I'm asking when you were there at the collision, you didn't ensure that it Look was given. Look at the ladies in the background are like, um, I was you not there when it was given. All right. And it's also, I think you even admitted in your deposition that it's the rule of common decency to make sure that everybody's okay, exchange information, and to follow those skiing rules. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's talk about that day after I get a drink. Okay, I'll have one as well. Oh, here comes the big old I water bottle. So I just wanna kind of set the stage. Um, you're skiing that day. My understanding it was a nice conditions, beautiful day. Mm-hmm, yes. yes. Sorry. Um, and Deer Valley, we know that Deer Valley is always immaculately I must pause because this is a pet peeve of mine as a person who has to read court transcripts and listen to like argument a lot. If you're ever on the stand or being deposed, for the love of God, just say yes or no. Because when you're reading mm-hmm or mm-mm, it's like, how do you mm-mm and mm-hmm while writing? You can't do it. So like for everybody's sake, especially yours, if you're ever being deposed or you're ever on the stand or whatever and you want to say, mm-hmm, just say yes because it's so much easier for everybody. Be groomed. Good conditions on the slopes. Good conditions. All right. You were skiing that day with your daughter, Apple, correct? Yes. Moses. Mm-hmm, my son. And... Um, Brad Falchuk, who was your boyfriend at the time, now current husband. Correct. All right. And his two children. That's right. All right. And his kids were the same approximate age as yours on the day of the ski collision. They all remain the same age. That's a <laughs> as very, each other. very good point. We're like the, the Brady Bunch. Girls are the same age. Boys are the same age. All right. That's so and fun. back then, to get it a built was in 12 and 9. 11 and 9. 11 and 9. All right. Fantastic. And the day of the collision, I think you um, had been to Deer Valley twice prior to that I believe time? so. Okay. And this was the first day of your ski trip? I think that's correct. Okay. Um, and I don't know how many days you were there, but I know at least from what you've told us that after that first day, um, you also skied the next day. Yes. Okay. okay. So, so when was Mr. Sanderson was I mean, I think at that home, makes a lot of sense. You were skiing. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. So the children, um, all four of them, had lessons during that trip. That's right. Okay. So we have to just skip ahead because, like, so boring. But 
basically that attorney's setting the scene and she's like, oh, you've skied before. Your kids were there. You're going down this hill. It's a green mountain. So everybody knows like what page we're on. We're on the page where Gwyneth Paltrow knows what she's doing. She's got her family with her. And not only does she have her family with her, she has professional ski instructors helping her out. We're all back. Thank you. Um, so the, the objection is sustained and the jury should disregard the question. I don't know what the question was, so we're just all going to disregard it. All right, the let's thing. go back to the day of the accident. Okay. So <clears throat> you're on bandana, correct? It's a green run. Um, <clears throat> it's true you were relatively familiar with that run, correct? Yes, my children especially like that run. Okay. And the accident happened at, towards the beginning of the run. Is that accurate? Not at the top, but... Sure, but yeah. not at the bottom. Correct. All right. Um, and it sounds like from what I have heard and re reviewed, um, you had done about four to five runs that day, and you and kind of the group were going to go get some lunch with everyone. Correct. All right. So last run before so, lunch. Let's talk about as you're skiing down, mm -hmm. Apple, we've, we've talked about she was 11, Moses was nine. Mm -hmm. So these are babies. Did your children, when they were skiing, or doing anything that kids do, like to ask you to watch them? When they were very little, I remember, you know, watch me. Boring. I okay, so we're skipping ahead just because, like, I don't really care what Gwyneth and her children were doing together because, like, to me it's about Sanderson and the juicy stuff there. So we skip ahead and... Sanderson's attorney is asking Gwen for her side of the story as to what happened on this mountain. So the scene has been set. It's a green mountain. It's a family-orientated mountain. There's a lot of families on there, a lot of ski instructors on there. It seems very populated. It's right before lunch. It's a gorgeous day. And now let's find out what Gwen says happened, her side of the story. Yeah, the objection was sustained as requested, but... Um, you know, you're welcome to move around the court. So this Wonderful. attorney Thank basically you. asked if Gwen could come down and be like, uh, play herself in a, in the role of a lifetime, play herself while this attorney pretended to be Sanderson. Okay, Ms. And Paltrow, Steve so your, your counsel doesn't want you how to come down, so I'm not going to ask you to come down. Uh, that's inappropriate. The judge uh, sustained the objection. I hate this guy. So I she shouldn't comment on, on what I want. It's what the judge wants. The, the objection was sustained. It's what the judge I am wants. going to try and be both you and Mr. Sanderson at the same time. Let's Fair. have Bob. Bob can you be. Your Honor, let's have Mr. Sanderson. He's here. Let's no, have I, I don't want to. I'm, we're not going to reenact what happened. I think you can ask questions. Okay, so and then the guy's like, let's make Bob do it. In order to Perfect. help you with and those questions, you can do that. But the person who said, let's have Bob do it, was Gwen's attorney. And right, then so Sanderson's attorney's like, well, Mr. Sanderson's here. here. Let's have him do it. May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10. God, she's I am so jealous. I think I'm shrinking, though. You and me both. I have to wear four-inch heels just to make it to 5'5". Five, five, well, so. They're very nice. Well, thank you. I wonder so, what kind all of right. shoes she was wearing. So, as of right now, I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Okay. I'm skiing down. Can you tell me with my legs? I don't know. Again, I'm not much of a skier. Are you snow plowing? Are you parallel? Kind of orient my legs, first of all. Sorry. I can do this. I can do this. Not, not snow plowing. Just okay. 
skis. All right. It's hard for me to see what you're. So your skis. Well, may, the one time I did it are usually like to, to shoulder width see. apart. You can you can and Gwen is okay. tiny, tiny lady. You can walk further forward, Miss Van. Oh, sure. Great. No problem. All right. So. See when the, when they get all demonstrative, it drives me crazy because then everyone has to stand up and then they have to put people right. places. So and I just get the worst secondhand embarrassment. Are my feet oriented correctly? We can't see her. Feet. Yes. Go ahead and tell me how to move them. I think you know, skiing down, going to the right. Okay. So okay, about probably a little bit further apart. Okay, about like that. And then two skis slide slowly between my skis. All right. Slowly, so, so it wasn't a big crash. My feet are about what a foot apart? Would you say eighteen inches? Probably. Okay. And you believe that two skis slid right between that is correct okay <laughs> and so, so all of a sudden you see these two skis that is coming correct. in between yes. your legs i would have freaked out too and i did okay so so the skis are coming how how far did the skis get in between your legs before you guys fell his body pressed up into my back okay so I f froze. I don't know exactly how far the skis would have come through. Okay. Because then I noticed his body pressing against my back. Okay. And then it was probably a few good seconds, and then we fell to the right. Somebody must have caught an edge. Okay. okay. So that so to me says when you guys so these are skis when you froze and you're between her skiing legs, together, and I then think they you skied said together at one point you, it, it was like you were spooning. Like well, when we fell down, we fell. I fell on his body, he fell on the ground, and so it was kind of like a spoon on the ground. Okay, so... I think it's fine, I think it's fine. Okay, um, well, now that Mr. Sanderson is here, and I don't need you to do anything, Terry, but um, oh, just Terry for comparison's sake, I'm in my heels, we're about the same height? About five five, with heels. It's roughly. Oh, tell me I'm taller, please. <laughs> okay, that was weird. Okay. though. but so, um, you know, so you, they are the exact Mr. same size. Mr. Sanderson, that's about five Mr. five. Mr. Sanderson and this woman. Of you, and he's you said that you felt he's a wee little something man. huge. What was your word no, behind just you? Just a big, a big body. A big body. All right. Mm -hmm. and okay, so big body, wee little of man. Body it's that odd. Touched the back of your body. I couldn't see in the back of my head, sure. but I felt a body right. press against my back. But there was no grabbing, like nobody that he didn't like grab your waist or grab your No, arms, not at all. No, like that. Nothing. Well, his hands okay. probably had ski poles in all them, right. right? So skis slide between, you kind of freeze, you, you end up, maybe your skis kind of cross, you end up going down. Would you agree that Mr. Sanderson fell to the ground and then you fell on top. I don't know if it was simultaneous. I don't remember. Okay. But you didn't fault and hit the ground, correct? I don't remember exactly where I hit. Okay. But I fell over. All right. And with Mr. Sanderson. Right. And Mr. Sanderson fell and hit the ground. Yes. Oh my god, this gang of men back there. And then this lady in this periwinkle suit's like, okay, I'm 5'5", five five, so what do you say we go skiing? 
All right. This lady so, rips a cigarette. I just know it. Like, after this trial, here, she has um, a martini and a cigarette. You guys are on the ground. Now, you, you realize, right, you're, and you're not saying to the jury that this was in any way, shape, or form a sexual assault. I am not saying that. Okay. I'm just saying what went through my mind for a split second when it was happening. All right, great. It was happening. All right, great. So you're down on the ground, and then you started yelling at him. <laughs> I, Crazy I don't Glenn. remember if I started yelling at him while I was on the ground. I remember pushing away because I was very upset and it was still very strange to me what had happened. Um, and I pushed down the hill and I turned around and I said, and I yelled at him. Okay. Did you scream before you went down? I don't think so. Okay. So if others heard a scream, you wouldn't, that wasn't you. No, I froze. When he slid between my skis, I absolutely froze. And I don't remember yelling or screaming until I was very angry at what had happened. Oh, my God. I love this because this part shows. You guys are on the ground. Gwen's Mm -hmm. um, And then you said to him, I think you don't know if you were up or if you were still on the ground, but he was still on the ground, right? Yes. When you said, what are you doing? Yes. Okay. Like, why did you do that? Yes. And he said, I think you skied into me. Yes. And that's when you were furious Mm -hmm. and said, you skied directly into my effing back at the top of your lungs. Yes, I did. Okay. I apologize for my bad language. And well, in fact, you were screaming that so hard. You were worried that Moses was hearing you. Yes. Okay. Um, and after you were screaming to him, isn't that when Mr. Sanderson said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry? He said, I said, you skied directly into my effing back. And he said, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, so the way I picture this is like, oh, we're skiing, we're having fun. I'm hangry. I'm, a, I'm Gwen, okay? I'm hangry. I'm about to go to lunch. I've skied like six times and these kids are bugging me and I just want to eat my fancy lunch. Okay. That's where I'm at if I'm Gwen and then I'm skiing down my run and then all of a sudden some rando whacks into me and I'm coming at this with the perspective of I'm Gwyneth fucking Paltrow. Just like Denise fucking Richards. Like this is Gwyneth fucking Paltrow. Harvey Weinstein likes her. So you know this bitch has a little bit of gruff, if you ask me. If it's my opinion. Plus, you know this woman can live on only bone broth, so she is some sort of superhuman in this aspect. I picture, in my head, I'm Gwen, I'm skiing, and someone crashes into me and we fall down. And I'm like, how fucking dare you? And I look over and I go... You skied right into my fucking back. That's how I picture it happened. Like, I picture Gwen losing her fucking shit and having a diva moment. You skied into my fucking back and then skis away like this is somebody else's problem. Like, I'm fucking Gwyneth fucking Paltrow. So that's just how I see it. That's how Sue sees it. That's a Glee reference. Right. And that was you screaming at him while he's on the ground still. 
right? I was yelling at him. Pretty loud. Pretty was, forceful. I was pretty upset. Right? You're yeah. small but mighty. <laughs> actually, you're not that small. Oh. Um, so, actually, you're not that small. I'm small because I'm 5'4 with heels on and you're 5'10 without. So you're not very small. That is like so hilarious. I don't know why I thought that was so rude. Okay, so moving on, this woman who's the attorney was apparently hired specifically to defend Dr. Sanderson against Gwyneth Paltrow's counterclaim, wherein she's like, you hit me and you ruined my vacation. So at this point in time, the attorney, the woman that we were just listening to, is gonna is shifting gears and she's only gonna be talking about Gwen's counterclaim. So all of the stuff we heard before, that was the attorney talking to Gwen about Dr. Sanderson's claims against Gwen. And now we're shifting because Gwen countersued, which means she pointed the finger right back at him and said, actually, I think this is kind of your bad here. It's not a defense, it's a counterclaim. And so that's what we're now talking about. So it's like kind of two sides of the same coin. Will my client retake the stand? Yes, please. And just also before we go any further, I, I'm so sorry to this man. I do not know this man. But Gwyneth Paltrow's attorney bugs the ever-living shit out of me. Sorry. That's my opinion. He just bugs me. He seems like a pompous asshole. Seems I think like. the jury's coming. They're waiting. Okay, you can bring them in. Okay, so they're bringing the jury back in because they just had a break where they had a bunch of conversations with the judge. And what you're supposed to do when the jury comes in is everybody rises for the jury. Something I think is cool is this judge is actually standing for the jury too. Shows like a really big level of respect. Um, not every time do judges also stand for the jurors. And so I think that's kind of cool because in a trial, the judge is the finder of law and the jury is the finder of the fact. So they're both Ms. on. Ms. Norman, you may proceed. Yes, not the same you. level, but they're finding. So, Ms. Paltrow, like, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about kind of this was where my whole. And she's yeah. drinking bone broth. Objection was sustained. Um, I'm okay. sure it was on the record whenever it was there. Uh, I don't, I don't recall. Okay, I think we just said now would be a good time for a bench uh, meeting. A bench uh, meeting. They just sat down from a bench. The objection meeting. was sustained. <clears throat> okay. I, and by the way, moving on, shifting he gears. He asked that question. So, uh, can we make uh, sure that my Paltrow, judgment was your? The reason the, I got involved my in objection this case was sustained. He's like flinging peanuts into his mouth during that time. Like, have some fucking uh, decorum. Is it true that you feel it's unfair that Mr. Sanderson has brought this case against you? I'm sorry. I just, I and have to go back on this decorum thing because now I'm all fired up. I, I get it when I totally get it when you're in the courtroom. It's boring as fuck. There's nothing to look at. There's no fresh air. It's either way too cold or way too stuffy everyone's on their best behavior. Everyone feels weird. Everyone feels like they're faking it. It's super uncomfortable. And I get it. All you want to do is be comfortable. 
but it's not comfortable because this is a very serious thing when you're in a courtroom in front of a judge and you're telling the whole world, like, listen, we can't figure this out. So it's on the public to figure this out because us two adults can't figure it out between ourselves. So we have to get like nine to 12 strangers involved and a judge and spend almost a million dollars on attorney's fees. And if you're gonna tell people, which is what you're doing by going to court, that this is such a big deal and so important that all these other people need to get involved. It is inappropriate, in my opinion, to be flinging M&Ms into your mouth. Like, hey, judge, why don't we get my ruling on that objection on the record? Like, put your fucking Cracker Jacks away. I, it bugs the ever-living shit out of me. I also hate when, like, I go to court with the attorneys who go to court, and you watch, like, opposing counsel, and they're, like, leaning back in their chairs, all reclined, hands crossed on their big Santa bellies, like, just totally slaying back and relaxed. And it's Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Like, sit the fuck up, dude. I'm sorry, it gets me really fired up because it's like, we're not here watching football and for you to sit all manspread with your balls hanging out like a camel toe, like, shut your legs, sit up straight, put your fucking food away, and act like you're getting paid for this. God damn it. It drives me nuts. Anyway deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation? Well, I lost half a day of skiing. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. Okay. And um, okay. <laughs> I think that's, that's what your counsel has argued as well, that you lost, a, you had a full day pass, but you can only ski a half a day. Yes, I went back down after lunch. Right, and that's when you had lunch and you got a massage. Yes. Okay. Um, didn't get your knee checked out, didn't have any kind of medical attention. No, it didn't feel acute in any way. It felt just like I had overstretched my knee and I had sustained a blow, but it didn't feel like it needed medical attention. Okay, and you're bringing this claim for $1. I am. Okay, in fact, your counsel, Steve, do you still have that dollar bill? That yeah, I'll let you use your own. <laughs> I'm not even respond to that. You, you, nah, I don't need it. Sure. Yeah, I don't need it. You saw Mr. Owens wave that one dollar around, right? I did. Okay. 
$1 in symbolic damages. Is that accurate? It's an actual dollar that I'm asking for. Okay, but you also testified when I asked you questions in your deposition yes. that that $1 is symbolic. Do you remember me asking you It's about symbolic that? because the damages would actually be more. Okay, and but remember me asking you, is it symbolic? And you said, yes, it is. Yes. Okay, and I asked you as well, well, you learned about that through Taylor Swift because she asked for $1 in symbolic damages, right? And I think I said at that point I had not been familiar with it, but I since am. Now you are. Yes. But at the time, a couple of years ago in 2020, you didn't know anything about Taylor Swift's $1 symbolic damage lawsuit? Just relevance, Your Honor. Counsel? Yeah, because I asked her about it at the time, and she denied <laughs> It's relevant because I asked her about it, okay? And I want the answer. <laughs> That's a hilarious argument. Why is this relevant? Well, because I think it is. Because I want to know about Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's really funny. So basically what this attorney's trying to do is like, listen, this is almost a frivolous lawsuit because you don't really need anything. You're suing up for a dollar because it's symbolic. And she's bringing up the Taylor Swift thing because if you guys recall, Taylor Swift sued um, a man who literally grabbed her bare ass before she was about to, she was doing a meet and greet and some fucking asshole grabs Taylor Swift's ass while they're doing the meet and greet photo. And so Taylor sued him and was like, go fuck yourself. And she sued him for a dollar. What does Taylor Swift need? She doesn't need a bunch of money. So that's why it's like this is for a dollar. Okay, it's symbolic because what they want is the ruling. What they want is on the record the judge to be like, you fucked up, you're a perv. Or in Gwyneth Paltrow's case, Gwen is vindicated. She is gwindicated. She is gwinnocent. She is not guilty. And here's your little dollar. You know, that's what the symbolic damages means for them. So now let's see um, my least favorite person, Gwyneth's attorney, brings Sanderson onto the stand, Dr. Sanderson. And I don't know if any of you guys ever watched The Bachelor, but there was a lady on it one time um, who was a contestant. And I believe it was for Ben Higgins season, I believe. And it was the one where Ashley Iconetti was on. Ashley, the girl who cries a lot. And Ashley and this lady named Kelsey Poe would get into just crazy arguments because Kelsey Poe told Ashley Iconetti that she had like no emotional intelligence whatsoever. And I cannot stop thinking about Kelsey Poe because her her storyline as a contestant on The Bachelor was that her husband Sanderson Poe left one day for a walk and never came home because he died on the walk and now all I'm thinking about is are all these Sandersons just running around accident prone I don't know okay Uh, Mr. Sanderson. Okay, this is a doctor, before, by the way. It's not like he's some loser. Work our way in. I'm on a 30-minute clock, so I'm going to try to ask questions uh, very directly and just have you say yes or no. 
If I can, I will. Uh, did you, upon filing your lawsuit in a press conference, compare my client to King Kong coming out of the jungle? Yes or no? That was not my intention. Did you do that? Did I make up those words or are those your words to the press? I'm not did sure. Did you call Gwyneth Paltrow King Kong? Do you dispute it? I dispute my intentions. That's all I. King Kong coming out of the jungle. Did press you... conference. Pardon? Press conference. I was pretty. Did you say those words about my client? I meant to say King Kong just chased someone out of the jungle. That's what I meant. Did you refer to her as Godzilla to your daughter? I did not. I don't remember that. She ever. testified to that. I don't remember that. It's gone. Did you Sorry. call Gwyneth Paltrow Godzilla? Is your daughter a liar? Because that's what she said. You told everyone it was a hit and run, right? Wrote to your own hometown newspaper and said, she hit and ran me. I did say that. that and, was, and that's been dismissed by this court. You understand that? Um, yes, I guess so. I don't. I want to talk. I don't uh, understand that, and that I would up. like counsel this to elaborate the on the question. And do you see it on your screen, sir? One uh, yes. Uh -huh. and Page 400. Can you do, maybe enlarge the first half? Post-incident travel by Dr. Sanderson. Mr. Sanderson. So this is important because Dr. Sanderson says that after Gwyneth Paltrow hit him, which we just heard Gwen say that he hit her and how... It all went down, but this guy says Gwen hit him. He is asking for the $3 million because he lost a lot of ability to enjoy his life, to travel more. I guess he had a brain injury, a concussion, so on and so forth. So Gwen's attorney is going to go through and say, okay, what about now? Okay, what did you do this time? And kind of poke a hole in his, I can't do anything, woe is me. Anderson, did you go to Peru? Yes. After the collision. All of these are after the collision, okay? Yes. Visit Machu Picchu? Costa Rica, yes. Walk the Golden Trail? Yes. Machu Picchu is in Peru. Uh, yes. Floated down the Amazon? Uh, yes, I guess so. Costa Rica. Did you do a zip line? Same trip, yes. Did you go to Europe? Visit Europe. Netherlands, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, France, Belgium. Objection compound. With my daughter, Jenny, yes. Bottom half, James, please. Did you go to the Netherlands three times? I don't That's remember. Crazy. Well, if you're disputing it, then we pull it out of your out of your deposition. I don't remember. I have no reason to speak. Oh my God, he's such a bully. He's like, well, twice. if you're going to say no, then I'm going to impeach you. Honestly, it's uh, effective. Likely, very likely. Canary Islands. I need to know if you're disputing this these things. This isn't the Plaza Hotel. Thailand. This is Morocco. Did you go to Thailand after the collision? Yes. Did you visit at least the states of Washington, Oregon, Montana, and Idaho after the collision? Probably, yes. You're a Facebooker, right? At least when you You're were at the time. You're a Facebooker, right? You post right? a lot on social media. It, it, relative to other people, it didn't seem like I did. Very little. All of these pictures are from your your personal Facebook after the collision. Okay. Let's go to number 47. And is there a way to enlarge it, James? 
Is this you uh, doing a selfie in your backyard? Beautiful sunset, probably so. Okay, Page who cares? So you took a selfie. Having a party in he your looks, backyard? He looks like no. a mad scientist. That was somebody else's party. I just dropped it. It was my renter's party. If you can straighten that it was out. That wasn't my party. I was just there. And she wanted to use the back deck. And that's and fine. What, you're not allowed can. to have a party after you You went get hurt. to a party in your backyard I just, after the collision. True? I just visited to make sure they had everything they needed. Yes? Yes. Page 49, not very good quality. Uh, this is from you and your girlfriend at the time, smiling. Yes. True? Yes, yes. Next one, no 40, smiling number after five accidents. zero. This is a picture of you and your girlfriend. Yes. And uh, smiling big, right? Smile, camera, yep. <laughs> Next one, 51. This is you and your girlfriend. Is that Southern Utah hiking? It's literally a I picture of the sky. Where. How would anyone Looks know? like you have one of those cool backpacks with water uh, on. Is that true? Yes, that's true. Next one, 52. This is you going on a hike, taking a picture of a moose, right? Yes. Nothing like fresh, cool air, a running brook, an easily entertained and hungry company. Okay, That's but your, it's like, may I just say, post. who is cares? Yes. If you, so what, you get hit skiing this once and you're never allowed you to look at a, a fucking hike. buffalo True? ever again? Yes, trying out my camera saying... Uh, just so you know, I just right skipped ahead about smile. seven True? minutes yes, because we me. don't Let's care about this 61. man's life story. Oh, and Carlene's here. 61. Is this your girlfriend at the time in a cool-looking waterfall? A cool-looking waterfall. Is this you after the collision uh, up in the ski resorts, or yeah. what is this? Yeah, about a year later. Um, I think I was just walking up in the hills above my house. Okay, page 63. Is this you skiing after the collision? He looks um, so little. It could be. I did go with Robin one time to try it out. I tried it by myself twice. Okay, 60. Well, I, I'm asserting that this is you skiing after the collision. Do you dispute it? It was that following year. I, I don't dispute it. Okay, 64. No, that's my daughter, Polly, again. She looks Ugh. just like me, I think. I Except 1,500 yeah. Okay, I'm just letting you know I skipped Sorry, ahead Polly another eight this. minutes, and we're still going through All this right. man's Facebook just, pictures um, while Gwyneth's attorney asks him, hey, is this you standing up? Hey, is this you in the grass? No hey, is this you Let's a drinking buddy? 99Z, defendant's 99Z. Uh, I don't think those have been admitted yet. Move to admit. Uh, which ones? 99Z through as many as I can get through in the next uh Oh, Mr. Five Sanderson is truly choking minutes. on the stand. Some water? Like he's like, I need water. I'm going to have a cough. Could you bring some water for the witness? It's on the desk. Oh. He says thank you with prayer hands, which makes me think he meditates. Oh, my God. He even looks really tiny with that cup. But see, he brought a reusable Yeti cup, whereas Gwen brought that fancy-ass water bottle. Minutes. And I just think this guy looks so a little more relatable. So we're going to go through some more pictures. Move to admit 99Z through 99GGG. Let's 
collection. I've got 99. Oh, there are pictures. Go ahead. 99Z through GTG is received. I think we've hit several of those, so perhaps... Okay, so just so you guys are aware, we are 18 minutes, I fast-forwarded, obviously, 18 minutes into Gwyneth Paltrow's attorney cross-examining Dr. Sanderson Poe. And this whole 17 minutes, all of the questions are, is this a picture of you from your Facebook skiing? Is this a picture of you from your Facebook yada yada yada? And I know I just said that, but the point of why I'm saying this is when people say like, be careful what you post on the internet, like this is what they mean. It's not like, oh, be careful if you post some you know, left-wing rant, people are going to get mad at you. It's like, okay, maybe, but who cares? What they mean is be careful what you post on the internet because if you're suing someone for $3 million because you can't enjoy your life anymore and then you have hundreds of pictures posted of you enjoying your life on Facebook, to a normal person, that's great. Of course, I'm your friend. I want to see you living your life. I want to see you having fun. I want to see you skiing. I want to see what you and your girlfriend look like under the weird waterfall. Like, I'm here for your vacation photos. And so is the person you're suing. So is their attorney. So be careful what you post on the internet because you're sitting here saying that, you know, you have a bad knee and you can't do anything anymore. But the pictures are providing hella otherwise. Redirect. Okay, so now this guy's attorney has to come back and tell everybody why these pictures of him traveling the world and going skiing are really not him being okay. Yes, thank you. Imagine that job. You need a drink? I've been joking. You joking? Terry, you've been shown lots of pictures about all the different travels that you've done. Have you always traveled in your life? I have. Well, no, just since retirement mostly, but. Okay. I have, well, not really. Traveled after the accident? Oh, yes. Have you ever told this jury or tried to insinuate in this trial that you couldn't travel? Absolutely not. Why did you travel? After after the ski accident, why did you travel? It was part of the healing process. I was told by several neurologists and cognitive therapists, get back to your routine. The sooner you can do that, the better you'll be, and that's been proven in some research. Now, all these pictures, they look really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're smiling, you're happy. Um, Reflexive. Did you struggle on those trips? Yes, I, I really did. I, I, I couldn't go by myself anymore. And I found that out the hard way when Robin decided that she didn't like me anymore after five years. Um, Robin I asked in. my daughter to go along, and she didn't get there until the next morning. Um, bought her a flight, and, and she came over, and what did I do? Stepped off the curb. Now, which daughter was that? Jenny B. That's Jenny. That's the yeah. Jenny that we've heard all about that said all kinds of nasty things about you. She went on a trip to Europe with you. We, I, Yes, and we had a great time. Yes, we did. You know, interesting. 
you were shown some pictures of the green team and volunteering. Yes. You talked a little bit about that last week, but what has this accident done to you with volunteering? Wow, it has just shut down my volunteer work. I tried uh, uh, dozens of. Oh my God! How big with. of problems Probably are these? Well, wow. I can't volunteer anymore, Your Honor. And Green Team was a big one. I go up and pick up aluminum, plastic, hard work, bending, stooping, lifting. Which is good. I'm just saying it's good, but it's like how out of touch are we? Go home. Suing for three million dollars. Plan was to do that. Before we wrap it up and get into sentencing, there was at the very end of the trial, there was a part where our girl Gwenny girl leaned over and said to Sanderson Poe, and everyone's like, "What did Gwyneth tell Sandy?" So, of course, I asked you guys, hey, what did Gwyneth tell Sandy? And I'm going to read you my favorite ones that you guys responded. I asked you this on um, Instagram stories in the little comment box. And some of you guys are hilarious. So, I'm just going to read some of my favorite ones. Okay? Somebody, B is for Bravo, said, you fucked around and found out. (laughs) She did fuck around, or he did fuck around and find out. (laughs) We also have Bravo Fiance says, boycott Schwartz and Sandys. And I would love to believe that Gwen is out here just like in these streets writing for Ariana and being like, hey, when push comes to shove Sanderson, like I know we don't agree about what happened on that mountain in 2016, but I think we can agree to boycott Schwartz and Sandys. And Bravo, fiance. You're correct. That's exactly what she said. A bunch of you said that she whispered in his ear, send it to Daryl. <laughs> send it to Daryl. Oh, my God. And then somebody says, um, you need new glasses. Oh, I think she I think she dropped him a little line of like, come over for a Yoni steam, you know, or something about her goop thing. Um, Classic Sky Tops goes, Beast, how dare you? And I really do believe that's also another possibility. Highly, highly likely. And Megan W. Ruby says that Gwen leaned down and whispered in Sanderson's ear, who gonna check me, boo? So, Something that I thought was really helpful was that the jury was shown a reconstruction of what was happening with the crash and how they crashed. So if you are watching on Patreon, you'll see a reconstruction that somebody did where it shows, I'll start it again. You see Sanderson and Paltrow and a third party skiing down the hill and they seem pretty close to each other and then you see Sanderson's skis go through Gwen's legs and knock her over here comes Sanderson they come together skis crash okay so it's it seems very I can understand that happening I really can um, it makes a lot of sense to me that that's how they fell. I don't 
make sense of the screaming like King Kong. That's hilarious, though. So long story long, the jury gets the case submitted to them. They have to go through all these facts. Other people testified to I mean, this thing went on for days, but do we care? Not totally. We're here for the good parts. And let's see what the judge and the jury have to say. For the record, uh, the jury is now in the courtroom and the parties are present with their attorneys. Uh, would the four person that the jury has selected please stand and state your number? Thank you. Has the jury reached a verdict? Will you please hand it to the bailiff and the bailiff will bring it to me? Thank you. You may be seated. This uh, judge has a female bailiff and two female clerks, and I love that. I think he's a little feminist icon. So now what happens is the judge reviews what the jury says and makes sure it all makes sense and that they had enough time to come to this decision. And then he'll hand it to Madam Clerk, and Madam Clerk will now read, have the clerk read, the verdict? read the verdict into the record. Now... I want you to listen carefully because I can, during the reading of the verdict, truly no one is supposed to even act like something crazy is happening or like anything exciting could happen. You're supposed to be stone-faced, no reaction, thank you, wham-bam, thank you, Pam, and we're done. But I need you to listen because my least favorite person in the courtroom makes a sound. Was Gwyneth Paltrow at fault? No. Was Gwyneth Paltrow's fault a cause of Terry Sanderson's harm? Oh. There's answer. just no response there. Okay. Was Terry Sanderson at fault? Yes. Was Terry Sanderson's fault a cause Gwyneth Paltrow's did, um, did Terry Sanderson's fault cause Gwyneth Paltrow's harm? Yes. Comparative fault. What percent of the fault do you assign to Terry Sanderson? 100%. Damages. Did you hear him? He goes, what? that is sweet. Damages. What amount fairly compensates Gwyneth Paltrow for economic? I'm rewinding it. Damages. What I'm amount rewinding fairly compensates fault do you assign to Terry Sanderson? 100%. Damages. What amount fairly compensates Gwyneth Paltrow for economic damages? $1. Signed nice. March 30th, 2023. Thank you. Like, I'm not the only one who heard that, right? Like, the attorney goes, nice. Right? Signed March 30th, 2023. I'm sorry, I. For economic damages, $1. Signed March 30th, 2023. Thank you. So that's what happened. 
at the end of the day, the judge found for Gwen. Gwen rules. Gwen now has a view from the top, and Sanderson has to fork over a dollar. A lot of people asked some really good questions, and someone asked, I think this is the only question that I haven't answered through the episode, was what about those attorney's fees that that Gwen requested? Attorney's fees are actually not ruled on by the jury um, or decided on by the jury. What will happen is Gwen's attorney will come up with all of their calculations for their attorney's fees, including all the billable hours, what they billed for, how much they billed for it, like since the whole litigation. People are thinking it'll be around $800,000. I don't know what it is because we just haven't seen any of those documents. So Gwen's attorney will submit all of those for consideration by the judge. The judge will look it over and decide what was you know, what was too much? Should this guy take a haircut on his fees? X, Y, Z. And will assign an amount that Mr. Sanderson will have to pay based on what Gwen and her attorney submits to the court. So Gwen will be like, look, I paid $800,000. Here's all of the billing that my attorney did. And this is why my fees should be repaid back to me. And people want to recoup their attorney's fees because, you know, think about if these two people were just your average Joes and they weren't multimillionaires. If somebody sues you and you really didn't do anything and everybody at the end of the day is like, yeah, she did nothing wrong. Like, let Lauren live. You're going to be like, and I want my $800,000 back because I can't even afford to be here anyway. You know, and it's, it's only fair in my opinion. Um, So the judge will look and see like, hey, did Gwen's attorneys charge way more than Sanderson's attorneys? Like maybe Gwen's attorneys are billing like 800 bucks an hour and Sanderson's are billing like 300 bucks an hour. I just, in my opinion, you should expect to bill your attorney somewhere around $400 an hour. Somewhere around there. And I think that's like a very good rate. And I would... And I'm saying this as someone who works in the law. Like, I've worked for attorneys who bill a lot and attorneys who bill not a lot. I would think anywhere between 400 and like 650 an hour, in my opinion, is a fair uh, attorney fee. The attorney doesn't do all the work anyway, by the way. Like, maybe the attorney bills at 400 to 600 bucks an hour. And I know some LA attorneys bill like $9.50 an hour, which is fucking crazy. But they have staff. So they have their paralegals, their legal assistants, um, their law clerks, and all of those people bill at way less than $400 an hour usually. So when you have an attorney that bills four to $600, whatever, they're not doing all the work. They're showing up for the hearings and they're looking over things and making sure their staff is doing it right. But somebody who isn't going to court and who is billing less than 400 an hour is the one probably doing your work. And so maybe the attorney bills 600, but probably the law clerk who bills 200 is doing the work. So the judge will go through all that make a determination and say, I'm ordering attorney's fees in the amount of X. 
and make the order, make a ruling. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow can docket that judgment and like put a lien on his house or find a debt collector to collect on that debt. They can sometimes do things like levy accounts, um, garnish wages, whatever it takes to get the money to the other person is what it takes. So that is the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. And I just have to say I had a lot of fun watching this. I had a lot of fun covering this. I... I don't know whose side I'm on. I was firmly on this man's side for a really long time. Um, now I'm on Gwen's side, I guess, just because the jury is. But one thing I have to caution you guys on is when you look around and you're on the freeway and someone cuts you off and you go, that fucking idiot, what an idiot, or you're at at the grocery store and someone does something stupid or, you know, you just have those moments in everyday life where people are just really dumb and you're like, how have you made it this far in life and why are you impacting me in a negative way? I really want you to remember that those people get jury summons and those people are a jury of your peers. And so that means that if you do a bad thing or if you end up in a lawsuit, which doesn't always mean you did a bad thing or whatever, and you need a jury trial, the people who are deciding your fate is your average run-of-the-mill imbecile. Okay? So be cautious when you're moving about the world because... I know for a fact that I don't want the guy who's flying down the freeway at 70 miles an hour with no helmet. I don't really need that guy judging how I live my life because I don't trust his judgment. You know what I'm saying? So just go forth, prosper, but prosper knowing that the people around you are the jury of your peers that will be deciding things for you if worse comes to worst. And also I just wanted to say before we close up, I haven't done a criminal behavior in a while. And I don't know if you guys remember these, but a while I for a while I was doing this thing called a criminal behavior, which was just like the things in life that are every day that just like are like, okay, you should go to jail for that because that's ridiculous. My criminal behavior this week, it has to go to um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, big time criminal behaviors. They are the criminals of the worst kind because I saw headlines where they're like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher vow to give away their $275 million fortune and leave their kids with nothing when they die. Oh my God, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself so fucking hard. Like, first of all, you have $275 million. Go fuck yourself. Second of all, you're already planning to fuck. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fuck your kids over when you die? Go fuck yourself. Like, I don't, there's, you know, something called generational wealth, and I get it. It, like, makes it hard for everybody to have a come up in life. But if you're sitting here pledging to the world that you're going to be charitable when you die, just be charitable while you're alive. Why even wait till you're dead to give it away then? If you're so charitable that you don't want to give anything to your kids, like, fuck off. Give it away now then and go go live your life in a, a suburb somewhere and be normal. Like, what do you want? A trophy? It's so bizarre. It's like... Why are you talking about it now? Are you guys dying? No, you're not dying. Okay, then shut up. I don't know. It's just so criminal to me. It's like, get over yourselves. Um, Love Mila Kunis, though. Like, can't lie, but like, get a grip. With love. All right, so that is this week's episode all about Gwyneth Paltrow. Just so you know, there is a second episode coming out on Wednesday that will be the second part of my Dan Schneider series. I just didn't want to mix them up because I know it's kind of heavy to hear about like a alleged child predator. So we wanted to keep it light in the beginning of the week. And then for a little hump day treat, we're going to go super dark. All right, I will see you guys on Wednesday and next week. Make sure you give this podcast a five-star review and head on over to Patreon if you'd like to support me and also if you'd like to see the video of this. Okay, love you, bye. Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?